Come on, let's give God some glory for what he's doing. I just, I just want you to know you're a part of that. And, and this Christmas season, we're going to be giving to a project to, to give actual uh, the Jesus story and coloring books and meals to families all through Iran. And so uh, thank you for your generosity. Uh, if you're online watching our online campus, you're a part of that as well. Thank you for your generosity. Can you give our online people a what's up, guys? Come on. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Uh, I, I, I did look at a study. The only group of people that their, their, their mental health and overall health that did not go down during this year are people that attended church regularly. And they have proven church is essential, somebody. Come on. And so, and so thank you for, for being here. And, and those of you online, thank you for tuning in if you can't get here yet. But I will encourage you, if you can get back to the house, there is something about being together in the house of God. And so we're going to get into the word today. We, we started a series uh, called Unto Us last week and uh, just started looking at the thought out of Isaiah 9, um, where, where there's some horrific things taking place in Israel. God's people have been decimated by the Assyrian army. It's the darkest moment in God's people's history. And there's a wicked king named Ahaz ruling the people and Isaiah sees 700 years into the future and prophesies Jesus he sees this light coming forth and he declares some things and uh, in the in verse 9 in chapter 9 verse 6 he says unto us a child is given unto us a son is born and, and here's here's what I want you to know last week my title was this it was it is it is about you and, uh, you know, we get into the Christmas season and, and everyone has this nice cliche statements. Well, it's not about you. It's not about us. It's not, it's all about Jesus. And so last week I, I kind of, hopefully I dispelled some of that. I told my title, I said my, I said the title for today is it is about you. And, and one young lady in the, in the congregation over here to my left said, she goes, finally, <laughs> You know, and, and, and I think I think when it comes to Christianity, we've we've said so much, especially the cliche statements. It's not about you and it's not about us and it's all about Jesus. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says unto you, a child is born. He does care about you and what you're facing and what you're focused on. Unto us, a son is given. And, and, and so my daughter at school, she's in class and the teacher goes, it's not about us kids. And my daughter says, well, actually. <laughs> so she got her name written down. She got in a little bit of trouble. Uh, but she's like, unto us. She told the teacher, you know, it is about us kind of. And, and I, just, I just want you to know this season and, and what God's done for you and on your behalf is about you, is about what we focus and what we're faced with in this season. I'm just going to read this verse to you again, Isaiah 9, 6. And I want to jump to Luke 2 where Christ is, is born and the angels are declaring it to, to the... Uh, uh, to the uh, shepherds out in the fields. And this is kind of uh, what, what Isaiah says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called, and here's, here's what we looked at last week, just the, some of the different names. His name will be called Wonderful. I prayed that this morning. Wonderful means unexplainable, just, just, just awe-inspiring, just wonderful. The biggest thing that you could imagine, the, the greatest wonders of the world, he's beyond that. He's unexplainable. And so sometimes we just come to expect the expected. But if he's really wonderful, then we can actually expect the unexpected in our life. He's wonderful. He's counselor. He's mighty God. He's everlasting father, and he's prince of peace. The Holy Spirit uh, really asked me to zero in on peace today. I was going to look at some of the different aspects of this and I just, I couldn't get away from the thought of peace and just some of you needing peace, me needing peace and just zeroing in on the thought of him being Prince of Peace. The verse in Luke 2, 14 says this, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor 
rest. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. My title for today is this, peace to you too. Peace to you too. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that you did come. You did uh, hang out with us. You decided to become one of us. We can't even fathom the, the birth of, of what took place where eternity was birthed into time. Father, we, we thank you that you're outside of time and therefore you're not subject to time. You've got everything in, in your hands. You've got our days, our moments this morning in your hand. Let us see you more. Let us know you clearly so we can become like you and serve you and bring you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Peace to you too. Years ago, uh, some of you heard me tell it, uh, but I was at my brother's wedding. Um, I was the best man in my brother's wedding. Uh, got, got about five brothers, I got four brothers. Um, and uh, I, I was this, my, it was like one full brother and then, and then half brothers. And, and this, my full brother, I was his best man. And so he's getting married in North Carolina, I believe. And um, I was newly, newly married, had one child. I've been married a couple years. They had one child, an infant. And so, you know, we're down there at the wedding. My family's crazy. I don't know if y'all, some of you heard my family story. My family's crazy. Come on, anybody got fa- crazy family? Come on, yeah. And if you, if you don't have your hand up, you to one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and so, so my family, you're like, they're, they're, it's crazy. And, you know, we got, you know, weddings are crazy. And everybody, you know, you got, you got ex-wives and ex-girlfriends and new girlfriends and new wives. And, and, and you, you got, you got, you know, you, you just got a lot going on. Can I say that somebody? And so, so here's my family and you got Christians and non-Christians and you got people that are halfway saved, but it'll still hit you in the face. You know what I'm saying? Come on. And, and so uh, we, we're, we're at this wedding and, and they know I'm a Christian pastor, you know, Bible school. And so everybody's weird around that guy anyway. You know what I mean? Like, can we, can we have wine? You know, come on. Jesus made it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like, it's just, it's just awkward. And, and uh, I got my child and I'm juggling him. We, my wife and I got a lot going on. I'm supposed to be a part of the wedding and, 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 and bring honor to my brother. But I'm trying to, you know, help my wife. And it's just wild. And so I walk in. I've never met my brother's uh, uh, in-laws. Never met them. And so this is the first time I met him. I know they're probably going through a lot with all the chaos, you know, and so I, I, I walk into the to the reception area and, and things are happening. I got my child and my brother, uh, his, his mother-in-law comes up to me and she just walks up to me and, and I'm, I think I, I kind of know it's her, but I, I, I'm just not registered. So much is going on. I'm worried about my life and, and my child and all the dynamics and everything. And she looks at me and she puts her hand out and she says, grace. I was like, and grace to you too. <laughs> My brother's like, that's her name. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. They laugh about that today. They still make fun of me about that to this day. Every time they seem like, grace to you too. I walk in, they're like, grace to you too. You know, know, here's Jesus saying, unto you a child is born, unto you a son is given, and peace, peace, the prince of peace is his name. He's given you an, he's given you who he is, not an introduction. A lot of times we think it's an introduction, like, and peace to you, and we, we look at Jesus and go, and peace to you too. I was going to name the message "Peace Out," but I couldn't. I couldn't figure out how. We just we think peace is like some greeting, like and peace. Jesus is going, "I am peace," and you're like, "Peace to you." He's like, "I don't need it. I am it." You like we throw it back at him, like it's not something. It's not a greeting in God. It's not oh peace. It's like this cliche oh peace, peace, peace. 
He says, I am it. I'm introducing myself to you as peace. Here, here I am. Quit, quit trying to throw it back at me in peace to you. You ever met a spiritual one-upper? You try to pray for him? Let me, I, I was praying for you. I was praying for you too. I'm like, how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm like, I asked you. I asked you first. Shut up. We have, we have such a problem receiving and embracing and accepting and just letting God give to us what he needs to give to us or letting others pour into us what they need to pour into us. And so, so we kind of push it back. And, and Jesus is saying, I, I am peace. It is me. It's my name. But, but not just my name. It's actually who I am. Jesus had 700 names or titles in the Bible. And when, when, when Isaiah said, he shall be called in the Hebrew, shall be called actually means be. It's the same. He's saying, he's saying unto you, is peace unto you is given wonderful unto you is born peace and so so there's this acceptance that we have to understand that no matter what's taking place in our life no matter what we're facing no matter no matter what it looks like that he is actually the 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 personification of peace in our life and we have to receive that and there's some things that get us troubled uh, that we lose our peace over and so I just want to look at a couple things and then give you a couple ways to hold your peace I preached a message several months ago called hold your peace and I want to give us some thoughts on how to hold our peace. Here's three reasons that we lose peace in our hearts and minds. And this is important in this season, guys. I just felt like everything we've faced in this year and things that you're going to face probably coming into next year, these things are important to understand. The first reason we lose peace in hearts and minds is we battle with circumstances that are uncontrollable. You and I, we battle with stuff that's uncontrollable. And if anything's been uncontrollable, come on, 2020 has been uncontrollable. I mean, pandemics and, and diseases and death and fear and pain and, and can we have church and church online and, 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 and chaos and, and relational uh, turmoil and things under the surface and presidents and elections and politicians and viruses and come on. And when we begin to wrestle with things that we can't control, there's circumstances in our life that we can't control all the time. There's things that you're trying to control that you can't control. And when you think you can control situations, you lose your peace. I lose my peace when I begin to try to control stuff that I can't control. Come on, where are the express lane grocery line controllers right now? Where are you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 10 items or less you're counting one two three four five six seven what what do you do you can't what are you gonna do one two three excuse me she's got 12 you know you're not gonna say anything you're gonna passive aggressively say to the lady or to the people with you isn't this the express lane you know come on where are you who, who are my who are my express lane controllers right now and I showing their hand. It's me. Who's counted before? Who's counted? Put your hand up. Let me see right now. What are you going to do? Are you going to drag them out? She's saying, yeah. If the lady behind the machine doesn't call them out and shut down the register, you, you just lost your peace. You just, you just tested your math skills and realized you didn't get to see the gum at the bottom. You couldn't even see that. You miscounted anyway. You, don't, you, you just lost peace. Where, where are my traffic controllers? You're yelling at cars like, ah, I've seen your faces. Ah, ah, you know? It's like, you can't control it. You're fighting and battling circumstances you can't control. 
We lose our peace when we begin to fight things. And Jesus is saying, I am peace. I, I want you to have peace. Here's the thing. When a car gets into a storm, you can't control the ice. You can't control the fog. You can't control the rain. What can you control? You can control the, the weight of your foot. You can control the speed. You can control your playlist on the inside of the car. You can control the temperature. What am, what am I getting to? You can control all the internals, but you can't control the externals. You can control your attitude. You can control your mindset. You can control your song. Come on, Bob Marley. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not going to go further because I'll prove to you that I can't sing like that. But I, I just, you can control, get you a song list, get you a playlist, get you some, some, some things that control your attitude, get you some scriptures. You know what? All things work together for good for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Come on, you get into a circumstance, you just start saying all things work together. And, and you've heard it said, if, if it's not good, God's not done. That's the Bible. And so I think we need to get peace, which is Jesus, not, not based on our circumstances. And we can't battle with things that are, that are uncontrollable. The second way we lose our peace is this. We battle with people who are unchangeable. You're trying to change everybody. It's like we battle with people who need, listen to me. We battle with people that are unchangeable because they need to change. Like they need to change. Yes, yeah, so do you. They stank, so do you, you know? Like, like it's easy to battle with people that need to change it. And we, the most frustration, the, the frustration that'll come into your life is when you battle to try to change somebody. You can't, listen, you can't even change you. I, I mean, you know, you're going to try in a couple weeks. And, and New Year's resolution is going to last about seven days. You know what I'm saying? And so, and so we try to change things that, that we can't change. You, you know, here's, here's, I asked God, how do we, how do we change? I, I looked, I asked God and then looked up on Google, okay? Can I just be honest? I looked up both. And, 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 and the Lord led me to this one place on Google. <laughs> how do you change people? Do you know, do you know that what this, this, it was a Christian guy, he wrote this whole thing. Do you know what it, it came down to? Kindness. What does the Bible say? What changed you? What changed your life? It says the kindness of God leads us to repentance and change. Yeah, I've been in like some drop down three day long battles with my wife. Come on, some fights, some silent treatment moments. Anybody? And you're just digging in. You're both digging in. Going to be right. Digging in, digging in, digging in. And then I go to try to dig in ready. And then if she go, she'll be like, I was my fault. And then you know what? I just love you. And you've been so good. And I, I just, I'm sorry that I spoke like that. I'm like, oh, Oh, it was actually my fault. It was all me, you know. It's like, it's like, you know, when someone comes at you with kindness, all of a sudden things begin to change in your heart and life. And I think there's this way that God uses uh, kindness in our life to change us. And, and when we dig in and you're trying to fight cir circumstances and people that do need to change, the way to do that is go, you know what? I need to use some kindness here. If you're finding yourself frustrated trying to change people, I think kindness is the way. I, I talked with you last week about counseling and it's important uh, but I have a good pastor friend um, that he and his wife he was telling me about going to counseling they went their first time ever young couple and they went at the end of the session they said it would be a hundred dollars it was for the hour he said we both got in the car and we just decided we're going to be kind to each other because <laughs> we want money to go on a date you know what I'm saying I mean it's like you could spend the money uh, just going to get somebody to tell you to be kind or you could spend the money hanging out and being kind 
It's like, well, that's just so simple. How about we just be kind? So we're fighting to try to change people and change things. And God's saying, man, you're losing your peace. And this was big. Number three, we battle with problems that are unexplainable. This is so big right now. We battle with problems that are unexplainable. Come on, there are going to be things and pain and problems and circumstances that hit your life and hit my life that we cannot explain. We want to know why. We want to know how come. We want to know whose fault. We want to explain it, explain it, explain it. Why did this pain, why did this happen? How did this year, this doesn't make sense. We've got to make sense out of it. And the more frustrated that that you get, it's probably because you're battling something to make sense that makes no sense. There's going to be some things in your life and in my life that just aren't explainable and here's the thing God leads us with promises not explanations here's why because explanations have to do with yesterday and looking backward and what happened and how did it happen and explanations are all all rear rear view uh, mirror focused promises are all windshield focused going okay this is what I've got for you this I know that you're in this problem I know you're in this circumstance but Jesus says I've got a promise for you promises are looking ahead explanations I, I wrote this down explanations don't take faith Come on, and and if you're going to be honest, explanations probably leave you a little more freaked out than than you were before you got it. If you've got little kids, you understand what I'm talking about. Because I I look at my five-year-old and be like, why did you hit your sister with the toy? Because I want to kill people. You know, I'm like, oh, oh God. (laughs) You know, I'm like, Jesus, come out. You know, I need faith now. My five-year-old, they're demented. You You know what I'm saying? It's like, I didn't want that explanation. As a pastor, like, like I ask people and I sit down with people who are in messed up situations and sins and ongoing problems and, and pains and hurts and, and they try to explain it to me. Would you, you cannot imagine how freaked out I get at some of the explanations of what people in humanity do. Explanations don't bring me peace. Explanations can make us go crazy. Some of y'all are trying to, oh, hey, was, it, was it a virus? Did China unleash it? Or is it population control and planet depopulation? Explain it to me. What if it is? What if they say, yeah, here's the whole thing. Here's the plan China did. You're like, what now? Oh, God, you know. <laughs> you don't want that explanation. You know, we need promises. We need Jesus. No matter what we're facing, no matter what circumstance, it's unexplainable. He said, I am Prince of Peace. It's not an introduction. It's, a, it's an existence. It's a, it's a gift. It's a person. It's him. It's who he is. And I think there's some things that we can do to hold on to peace, to, to hold it. If we get it from him, listen to me. If you get it from him, it's supernatural. It's his presence and it's not fragile. If you get it from anywhere else, it's fragile. If you get it from him, it's not fragile because it's God. Here's a couple ways on how to hold your peace, and I want to pray for you. Number one, accept the Prince of Peace's plan. Accept the Prince of Peace's plan. Verse six, chapter six, verse 10 in Matthew says this, may your kingdom come, you know the scripture, may your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does that mean? Accept his plan. May your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The disciples asked Jesus, Jesus, how do we pray? Teach us how to pray. They didn't say, teach us what to pray. 
We've got a lot of what's, we pray. What, what, what? There's all kinds of what's in the planet. There's only one kind of how. How deals with the principle of the thing. How should we pray? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I accept your plan, your kingdom come. What did Jesus say when they go, where's the kingdom? They, he said, don't look here nor there. Don't look out there. We're always looking for the kingdom to come in someone else's life, for the kingdom to show up in some governmental, governmental life, the kingdom to show up in someone else's heart. Thy kingdom come. Jesus said, where is the kingdom? It is within. So if the kingdom is within and we're praying for his will and his kingdom to come, where are we praying for it to come? Not in the government, not in your classroom, not in the school, not in your wife, not in your boss. Thy kingdom come into my heart. Now let me ask you a question. Where does the king reign? Wherever the kingdom is. Where is peace? Wherever the king reigns. And so what I'm saying is when you accept God's will and you pray according to the principle of thy will be done, thy kingdom come, I'm accepting your plan because you reign over your plan. That's all you reign over. You don't reign over my plan. You reign over your plan. And when you're reigning here and the kingdom is here and I'm operating according to your kingdom and your word, now I've got peace in what I'm doing because you're reigning on the place of my heart. And so, and so we need to accept, you need to accept, I need to accept, God, I need your plan in my life. I need your plan in my heart. Reign over your plan. I got my plan, but I need your kingdom to come inside of me. Set up your kingdom here. Let me hear it. Let me know it. Let me follow it. And that's the only way to keep your peace. You can, we've all tried our own plans. Come on, anybody, you know what I'm talking about? The greatest struggles between my wife and I sometimes are when I don't accept her plan. Or when I ignore her plan, or when I change her plan, or I act like I didn't know her plan. Come on. <laughs> I didn't know, you know. She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> doing my plan. The greatest. <laughs> You're laughing too hard, brother. <laughs> My wife's like, you don't like a plan. You know what I'm saying? My wife's planned out. She's like, you don't like a plan. I'm like, we got, I, listen, I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. We're on his plan. You know, the greatest frustrations in your life come when you don't accept his plan. And when you want to change his plan or when you want to work around his plan. And so God's just saying, accept my plan. Peace comes when you, when you accept my plan. We like our plan because we want to know it all and control it all. Number two, this leads you into the next most important thing for the day. And probably the hardest thing you're going to do and I'm going to do continually. Surrender to the Prince of Peace's control. Surrender to his control. Come on, what does that even mean? That means his word is, is king in our life. His leadership is Lord in our life. I mean, surrender. To, we don't like surrender. Look what Psalm 37, 7 says. It says, surrender yourself to the Lord and wait patiently for him. Surrender yourself to the Lord. We don't like surrender. I mean, you can just go to the library. You know, all types of books and bestsellers on how to control your life, how to control your mind, how to control your money, how to control your destiny, how to control. There's all types of bestsellers because we want control. Write this down. Worry is when I wrestle with God for control. Worry is when I begin to try to wrestle God for control of certain areas of my life. And then when I do that, I begin to wrestle some things and I begin to worry about the outcome. I, I, I want control. And God's saying, no, 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 you, you can't handle control. I, I want control. You surrender control to me. This is a point that I wrote down. It's important. I, I'm really going to speak on this the rest of the morning. I want you to grab this. Peace doesn't come from you giving up control. Listen to me. Peace doesn't come from you giving up control. It comes from you turning over control. 
A lot of us think, oh, we'll just, we'll just give up control. Doesn't matter. Whatever will be, will be. Just in the cosmic cosmosis of life, it just will be. No, 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 no. It's not giving up control. It's turning over control. And whoever you turn control over to determines your peace. Come on. Anybody got any teenage drivers that you taught to drive? I taught my 16-year-old to drive a couple years ago. You talk about losing my peace. I turned over control. I think it was a little early. I gave him the keys to my peace. He's driving. I'm looking at the car. I'm hitting that imaginary brake on the right side of the car. I'm clutching the door handle. I'm, I'm praying in every prayer language. I'm praying in English. I'm singing in tongues. I'm doing everything you can do. I'm like, God, save me. I don't want to go to heaven today. I'm, come on, anybody? I'm leaning over in the car. I'm, I'm, I've turned over control. And I lost my peace. Come on, any, any remote control flippers in the house? TV flippers, channel surfers, who are you? You ever turned control over of the, of the, of the remote to those people? I'm one of them. My wife hates me. She's like, turn back, we're gonna miss it. Turn back, we're gonna miss it. Turn back, we're gonna miss it. It's on, it's on, it's on. I'm like, I got good timing, it's not on. I'm a flipper ninja. <laughs> I'm saying, it's like, you go, I, get right, I, hit it, I hit it one out of 10 times. You know what I'm saying? Like the rest of the time, we're like, ah, you missed the show. I missed it. You know, you turn control over and you end up losing your peace. Some of you turned control over to people, to politicians, to, to popularity. You've turned control over to your status or your bank account. You've turned control over to, to, to this election. You've turned control of your... You've given, who have you given the keys of your peace to? Who have I given the keys of my peace to? I mean, so often we're losing our peace because we've given control. And it's so important who you give the keys of control to. You're not... Listen, you people say, well, no one's going to control my life. That's not true. Well, no, no, you actually give people permission as you turn keys over to them. You get into a relationship. Come on, young people. You get into a relationship. You're actually turning the keys of your peace over to somebody. The keys of your schedule, of your wants, of your habits, of your desires, of your future, your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. Come on. You don't want to turn the keys of your relationship over to a channel flipper. Come on, somebody. If they don't want to listen to your commercial, if they don't want to hear what you're selling, you need to run. You're like, well, how do I know if I've lost peace and given the keys to the wrong person? Well, if you're clutching the door, screaming as you go for the ride, hitting the brakes the whole way on the other side of the car, you've probably got your keys in the wrong hands. And I think sometimes God is just saying to us, you're, you're, you're losing peace because you've given your peace away to the wrong stuff. And again, it's not, it's not giving up control. I'm gonna pray for you today. I'm gonna give you one more verse and I want to pray for you. It's not, it's not giving up control. It's not a laissez-faire, like whatever, whatever, whatever. It's, 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 hey God, I'm actually going to surrender control to you now. I'm actually going to turn it over to you. Chris, help me out for a second. I'm going to do a COVID safe illustration here. Look at this verse right here. We're going to close with this verse. Matthew 5, 3, it says this. You are blessed when you are at the end of your rope. With less of you, there's more of God in your life. With less of you, there's more of God and his rule. Do you trust me? Yeah. Trust me? Yes. Totally trust me. Totally trust me. Man, would you put your hands over your, over your eyes, to blindfold yourself. Don't cheat, okay? And now just, I'm just going to speak to you and I'm going to tell you some places to go. There's stuff that you could hit up here. There's things you could walk off of. You could get really injured, but I just want you to listen to my voice. Turn left. 
turn right, turn right, turn right, take three steps, stop, turn right, take three steps, <laughs> he's going, <laughs> turn right, take five steps, <laughs> stop. He said, are we done? <laughs> this is where most of you lose it right here. Turning control over to God. It's not that you just don't listen to him, that you ignore him or that you just do your own thing. You listen to him and he says, turn right, turn left, take a step. But then sometimes he goes silent. And you're in that spot where you're waiting on him and you're beginning to get impatient. And you're wondering, man, I can't see God. I don't know. Are we done, God? Are we done? I didn't tell him to say that. Are we done? Are we done? Many of you said, God, I'm following you. I'm listening to you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hear you. Here's the thing. Trust takes walking where you can't see because you trust the one who can. Faith takes stepping when you can't see because you trust the one that can. He can see tomorrow. He can see yesterday. He can see today. And many times he, you can't and, and you definitely can't see tomorrow. Are we done? And what happens is when you get frustrated, you didn't just outright disobey God, but you got impatient, you got frustrated, and then you said, I'm gonna call Uber. <laughs> God don't Uber, guys. I'm gonna get up out of here when I want, how I want, and I'm gonna turn the keys of my peace over to someone else to control my life and to take me where I didn't plan on and to get me where I need to go. And God, are we done? God, you're not talking. God, I surrender to you, but are we done? Many of you, that's just prophetic right now. Some of y'all feel like that right now in your, in your life, in this moment. Are we done, God? God, I haven't heard in a few days, a few weeks. Maybe it's been a few years. God, I came out of this relationship and I turned the keys over and God, I've lost some peace. Are you done with me? God, this marriage is struggling a little bit. Are we done? God, I don't know how I'm gonna feed myself or my family and this job is not turning out right and this year's not turning out right. And God, I said I surrendered to you and I took some steps and I stepped out on the unknown and I moved in faith and I went to church and I decided to turn my peace over to you, Jesus. But then I took my purity back on my own and I began to do my own thing. I, I took my money back on my own and I began to try to figure it out. I took my relationships back on my own. I, I decided to do it my own way. God, are we done? God's just saying, I'm... I am peace. I'm not done. I'm just getting started. Be patient. Wait on me. I know you can't see the next move. I know you can't see the next step, but just because you can't, don't put the keys to your peace in the wrong hands. Don't take them into your own hands. Don't, don't put them in the pill's hands. Don't put them in the bottle's hands. Don't put them in anger's hands. Don't put them in control's hands. Don't put them in that relationship's hand. Some of you today know you got to get the keys back. And my prayer for you as we go into a moment of prayer is just that God's not done. Come on, thank you, man. God's not done this morning. God's not done with your life. God's not done with your peace. And he's saying, unto you a child is born, unto you a son is given, unto you peace is born, unto you a, a peace is given. It's a gift to receive. Unto you, it's given today. And some of you are going, yeah, peace to you too, God. He's like, no, 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 I don't need it. I am it. You need it. You need to receive it today. 
He's not done with you. He's not done with me. He's not done putting peace in our life in the end of this year and moving into this, this next season. Come on, we've got promises that are leading us forward. We've got Jesus that is leading us in the dark. We've got things that are unexplainable, but he's wonderful in the midst of unexplainable. We've got things that are scary, but he is mighty God in the midst of anything that might be daunting. We've got things that are, that, are, that are worrisome, but you know what? He's in control of all of it. And I'm just determined I'm going to get the keys back. Come on, would you pray with me today? God told me to pray for two things. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes this morning? The two things he told me to pray for, he said, I want you to pray that people would get their keys back. That those of you in this room that have surrendered your keys to something that's been stealing your peace, you've given over the keys to something, you know, you know, you know you've given the keys to something that's been controlling your peace. It could be a grocery store line. It could be something bigger. It could be, it could be something more serious like a diagnosis. It could be a child that's in pain. It could be a mindset that you can't get through. It could be a disappointment. But you know you've given the keys of your peace to it. And God's just saying that unto you, I'm peace today and that I want you to receive it. And here, here's why it's so important to do this first. Because if you don't get the keys back, you can't surrender them to God. So, some of you are trying to surrender your life and the control of your life to God, but you've given the keys to something other than Him. And it's impossible to surrender to Him at the same time someone else has the keys. You have to get the keys back before you can surrender it to God. You've got to get ownership of those keys back before you can say, God, they're yours. And my prayer for you today is that you would literally, by the power of the Holy Spirit, not change yourself, not, not have to wrestle them yourself, but you'd make a decision. I'm going to take the keys back from the things I've given them away to. And that stuff's not going to tear me up from the inside any longer. I'm not giving my keys to politicians and politics. I'm not giving my keys to, to CNN or, or Fox News or TNT. Or, I'm not giving my keys to, I'm not giving my keys to any sports team. Come on, some of you, you've given the keys to your happiness to a sports team. Father, I'm talking to myself right now. I'm not going to give the keys of my happiness to the size of a church or the success of what it looks like externally. I'm not going to give the keys of my, my peace to, to any other situation financially or economically or politically. I'm not going to give the keys of my peace to if we can have church open or close. I'm not going to give the, the keys of my peace to, to anything but you today. Father, we take back keys right now. I'm not even going to ask you to show your hands because I know every one of us in this room needs to take a key back from somewhere. That's just the nature of humanity. So Father, I just declare by the Holy Spirit that we would, that we would literally right now take back, we know what it is in our heart and our mind right now, we would take back the keys of whatever we've put them in the hand of that's causing us to, to hit, hit those brakes or clutch and worry and 
and lose peace. We bring them back to ourselves. Now we take keys back right now. And, and Father, I ask this right now supernaturally. This is what I am going to ask you to do. If you're willing to surrender them to Jesus, the control of Jesus, no one looking around. If you say, you know what, I'm ready. I don't want, I don't want to drive this thing anymore. I've got to surrender these keys to Jesus. He is my peace. Unto you, peace is given. Would you just put your hand up to me today? I've got to surrender some peace to Jesus. Come on, across this room. I'm surrendering some of the keys of my peace this morning right now. Here are the keys, God. You got the keys, God. Take the keys, Lord. You're what determines my peace. Peace to you too. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace to men on whom his favor rests. God, I thank you for favor right now that your favor would rest on us in the name of Jesus. And that you would take the keys of our life and we would not wonder or worry, are you done? Anybody in this room that's questioned, God, are you done? That they would go ahead and put the keys in your hand and watch what you drive, watch how you do it. I just, I just asked, I just heard this, that someone would put their family member in your hand right now. That family member that you've been worried about, that family member that's kind of been a strife and estranged from right now, that you just put the, the keys of that into God's hand. You're getting ready to go into Christmas. Come on, all across this room, we're getting ready to go into some, some wonderful uh, Christmas celebrations, but also some very painful moments for many people and many families. And God, right now, we just put the keys of those situations into your hands. Right now, I just heard, we put the keys of alcoholism into your hands right now. Right now, we put the keys of alcoholism right into your hands right now. Right now, God, we put, it, we put the keys of those pills and those coping mechanisms into your hands right now, God. We put the keys of sexual addiction and perversion into your hands right now, God. Right now, I've been trying to get satisfaction from those things. Right now, you put the keys to sexual perversion and, and, and impurity into, the, into God's hands right now. He doesn't judge you. He loves you. He wants to drive your purity. He wants to drive your timeline. He wants to drive your sexuality. He wants to put the keys into his hand. In marriage, in timing, in God's timing, put the keys into his hands right now. We put the keys of our finances into your hands, God. Lord, I just sense, I just see such tight-fistedness in this season. Lord, sometimes in a season, elections and, and presidents and, and stock markets, Lord, it's easy to just grip tighter and tighter. And I just declare right now, we loosen our hands to give you the keys. You're in control. You're in control. You invented commerce. Come on, Mr. Businessman. Miss Businesswoman, come on. He invented commerce. He invented commerce. You don't think he can get it back into your hand if it's been out of your hand? Come on, give him the keys. Well, how do I do that? Tithing and giving. You're like, whoa, he said it. He said it in a prayer. It can't be God. <laughs> no, it is God. Generosity is the weed killer of all types of evil. Father, I, I ask right now, I just, I just heard this. We put the keys of anger in your hands. I know I'm going a little bit long. I just feel prophetically some of these things by God. Just if you're watching online, we put the keys of anger in your hands, oh God. We've used anger to bring us peace, but all it's done is bring us turmoil and chaos. We think we can externally control it, but all we can do is internally process it. And God, today we just release those keys that we think we've been driving, controlling our life of anger and Manipulation. We put it into your hands. We put the keys of that job into your hands. Put the keys of tomorrow into your hands.
Father, I thank you right now. We just declare it across this room. As we walk out of here today, we put the, <laughs> the relationships in your hands. Lord, we put, our, we put our hunger for you in your hands. That you would bring us any dry bones to life. Anybody that's kind of stale or going through the motions, God, you would just supernaturally set them on fire. We put the keys of evangelism back in your hands that you would use us to win a nation back to you, God, that you would use us to win a city back to you, God. We put the keys of Christianity in your hands that you are God and there's no other. You're God, there's none like you. And you can save every soul that you're gonna bring into the kingdom, God. We ask you to save humanity. We ask for leaders and laborers, God. We put the keys of leaders back in your hands for our city and our communities and our churches, oh God. We need leaders and laborers, God, to raise up for a harvest, Lord. Wake us up, God, for an end-time harvest like never before. Holy Spirit, have your way. I just want to pray for you one, one last second. If you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus, maybe you've never surrendered the keys of your life to him. And you know that because you don't have peace. Let me say this to you. You've got peace maybe in a lot of things, but you don't have peace in your heart and mind and you know it. The only way to have the peace of God, listen to me, the only way to have the peace of God is to have peace with God. And if you haven't given your life to Jesus, you do not have peace with God. He's the only one that makes peace with God a reality. If you're online or you're, you're in this room and you're, you're listening to my voice right now and you need the peace of God, you're, you're ready to surrender your life to Jesus and, and give your life to him to be your Lord and leader. The Bible says that he died on a tree, took all your sin, all your shame, all your guilt, all, every single mistake you've ever made, all the things that you can't perfect. He took all that and he nailed it to a tree, was crucified to give you peace with God. Everything that separated us from God, Jesus took care of to build a bridge between us and God. And this morning, the way to get the peace of God, to be right with God, to have eternal life with God, to come into the family of God, is just by saying, yes, Jesus. Putting the keys of your life into his hands. And so if you're here, it's as simple as just saying, Jesus, be my Lord and be my leader. Not cleaning your life up, not following 10,000 rules, not, not coming to church and never missing, none of that. Just saying, Jesus, be the Lord and the leader of my life. Believing that God is not done, that he died on a cross, he rose from the dead, and he's alive and working in this earth, in our hearts today. If you're here and you need a fresh start with God, you know you do. You need a fresh moment and a fresh start with God and you're ready to give him your life I'm going to pray for you 2 Corinthians 5 17 says if you would give your life to Christ you get a fresh start in God just for a second no one looking around I'm not going to embarrass you or bring you forward but if that's you if you'd say you know what Jamie I need a fresh start with God today I'm ready to put the keys of my life into his hands would you put your hand up to me right now I need a fresh start in God I don't, I don't need, I'm not about religion or rules. I need a fresh start with God. Anybody in here at all? I'm gonna pray for you. Pray for me. I need a fresh start. I wanna give my life to Jesus today. Hold it up so I can see it. Let me pray for you. Anybody at all? If you're online and you need a fresh start with God, just type in the chat right now. I need a fresh start with God. I give my life to Christ today. Come on, church, let's pray together real quick. I'm gonna pray a prayer. If you're online, pray this prayer with me. If, you, if, you, if you're ready to just make a, Jesus the Lord of your life, pray this prayer with me. Mean it with all your heart. And I'm telling you, God's gonna change your life forever and give you a brand new start. Come on, let's pray together. Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for sending him to this planet. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me on that cross. 
for coming back to life to give me a fresh start. I give you the keys of my life. I surrender control. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I believe that you are God in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, let's give God praise this morning. I hope you received that. I know I prayed for you for a while, but man, I hope that was pertinent to you today. And I'm just going to declare that you're going to leave out of here and you're going to take back some keys in Jesus' mighty name and watch what God does.